no burdens. Admission is $25 for both the rodeo and the dance, and proceeds benefit college and high school rodeo scholarships and the Make-A-Wish program. Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 18th in KC, Wyoming. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. Finally, we can get back to normal life in Wyoming. That means get out and go somewhere, do something, but get the car ready for summer travel after limited use for so long. Midas to the rescue with a complimentary safety inspection, plus discounts on oil change packages and savings on other critical components like up to 120 bucks off tires and 100 off brakes. Stop in and the good folks at Midas will fill you in on all the details. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Shh. Don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. (laughs) Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. (laughs) It's radio. No subscription required. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped me get to the first day at my career, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from my service helped me buy my first home. And I take pride knowing I will be the first to respond if my community ever needs me. To learn more, visit NationalGuard.com. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT with EBA Hearing and Sound. Hearing well is living well, and we're here to help. Not only are we able to provide premier hearing aid technology with Bluetooth and AI, but we can address the environment in which you are hearing. Our sound consultation services tailor solutions to fit your needs. Whether at work, at church, or at home, if you're struggling to hear, we can help. Call EBA Hearing and Sound today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends over there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by Sheridan County Commissioner Tom Ringley and Sheridan County Airport Manager John Stopka. Good morning, gentlemen. And uh, John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's glad to be here. Now, uh, Commissioner Ringley, it's always having a, a pleasure having you on. And Mr. Stopka, you and I have only gotten to speak over the phone. It's it's nice to finally meet you face to face. Well, that's correct. You know, the, the commissioners, you know, they try and just keep me locked up at the airport most of the time. But <laughs> I do. Tom, Tom, decided, to let, Tom decided to let me loose. You know, uh, you know, one time. So that's what happens when you it, give Commissioner Ringley the keys. It he does. Starts opening it does. things up. That's right. Hey, let me let me just say, Floyd, that uh, we're really happy that John has come on the show. My, to my mind, this whole hour is about. 
the airport, the air service, and I'm just kind of the wingman, so John's going to do all the talking. And <laughs> if you want to ask me a question, you can, but it's all about the airport and air service. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a very vital airport it is, uh, Sheridan's only airport out there. Uh, now, John, what is your background? Where did you grow up? I grew up here in Sheridan, born and raised in Sheridan, and uh, uh, it, this is where I've been, and it's it's probably where I'm going to end up dying. So, <laughs> uh, life lived, right? Uh, life lived. You know, I've been other places, toured a lot of other places, and visited a lot of other places, and Sheridan, it just keeps coming back to me, and and, and uh, raised my kids and my family here, and, and uh, it's a great place to live, and my folks were lived here, born and raised here, and so it's it's this is this has been my life. How about your kids? Are they uh, still in the area? They're not. I've got one in California and one down in Colorado. Uh, they're both geologists and they enjoy doing what they're doing. So wow, both of them decided yep. to become geologists. That's yep. that's pretty amazing. Did you have a lot of rocks in the house? Well, we we did, and and I always had the background in in uh, you know I, I the outdoors and hunting and camping and fishing and. I was a Boy Scout leader for 25 years, and, oh, wow. and uh, they were Boy Scouts. They both Eagle Scouts, and and uh, they just kept following that outdoor that outdoor path. Absolutely. Now, when you were a little kid, uh, what did you want to be? Did did it have something to do with flying or airplanes? You know, I think as as most kids are, you know, you're always fascinated by airplanes and and, and aircraft. Uh, I really got my interest in uh, high school. I needed uh, one more elective class to uh, graduate high school with, and back then they actually offered a ground school, aviation ground school, so I took aviation ground school, and uh, and that just kind of, you know, that was the one that roped me into it, and never could really afford to learn to fly after that, but <laughs> it, it got me got me into interest and in, in, uh, and really interested in the um, the operation side of an airport, the management side of an airport. Yeah, and and you know there was an app. I guess you could call it a game that was out a while ago that allowed you to be an air traffic controller. And I actually used to play that quite a bit because it's quite fascinating to try and manage the comings and the sure. goings of that. And uh, it's so so it's great to have you here. And is there any aspect of your position that actually contributes to something like an air traffic control, or are you more just like I manage the the people, I manage the area, and and the goings on? Yeah, what what my job is 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 I got fiscal responsibility over the airport itself, and and the the, the safety, the operations, um, just everything that goes on at the airport. Um, everything else at the airport are tenants. The airline's a tenant of the, of the county. Um, the fixed base operator, Bighorn Airways, they are a tenant. Um, hangar tenants, uh, we've, we, we own 50-some hangars, the county does, and we wow. rent those out. And uh, I really look at myself as a large landlord. I manage uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 85 leases. Um, from ground leases to building leases to agricultural leases, so so it, that's kind of what we do. And then I've got a, a crew that um, we do all the operations, maintenance, snow removal, aircraft rescue, firefighting, uh, everything that takes place at an airport. Wow, uh, and a lot to it. There a is a lot to there it. Is. Now, um, what what inspired you? to step into this position, uh, was it just that, that elective? And you were like, you know what, I really want to manage an airport. 
Yeah, you know, when I graduated, I just really, from high school, just didn't really know what I wanted to do. There was an opening at the airport with the county, and I'm sitting here today 46 years later. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty <laughs> 46 years. Yes. Up there at the airport. So primarily, this is this is what you've done. This has been my life. And you just you've worked your way up the chain of command. I did. And is this a, your favorite position uh, at the airport, or was there something that you really, really enjoyed doing? I, I've actually enjoyed it all. You know, I started out when I started out. The county actually uh, was a fixed base operator. We used to fuel airplanes, and just like what Bighorn Airways does now. Um, we sold that business. The county sold that business. I say we. It's like my airport. <laughs> hey, 46 the, the, years. The, <laughs> the county sold that business in 78, and we just stayed in the operations, maintenance of the airport, and management of the airport at that time. Um, and and so I've gotten to do everything from uh, fueling aircraft and, and tugging aircraft around to um, I was operations supervisor for 20-some years before I became airport manager. Um, and so I, I just, it, it all just kind of melds together and I've just enjoyed it all. So, and I think that's absolutely fantastic when you have somebody who's worked their way up the chain and so they know every job. Yep. I mean, uh, is there a job out there that you could say, well, I don't know much about that? No, no. You know, it, it, it's, you know, from the firefighting, you know, I've went all the way through firefighter two in the state of Wyoming. We all do. And we're all aircraft rescue firefighting certified and and so we've done uh that type of that type of work uh all my employees do it um they are all medically trained i've got two of them one that's working on his emt now i've got another emt the rest of them are all emergency medical responders and and uh, so we just cover we cover everything now how much has the airport changed since 1976. What a question. Yeah, I imagine that's that's pretty it, loaded. Pretty it, lo- <laughs> it is a loaded question. It is it has changed a lot. You know, the the the, the physical um you know, the runways are still the runways and and those types of things, but we've shut down the main runway that was 1976. That that runway was shut down in the early 90s. We had constructed a new runway. We've rebuilt the crosswind runway. Uh, it used to be 523. It's now 624. Um, we've actually, the new runway that was, was built in, uh, that we dedicated um, in 94, it's actually been rehabbed once already. And in uh, um, buildings, I mean, it's it's just it's it's just grown, you know. And grown and grown. It, it has and, and continues to. Now, when it comes to traffic itself, uh, the increase uh, in, in, in advancement of aircraft, You've gotten to st- pretty much witness the development of, of everything. We we have, you know, and, and our our general aviation uh, traffic has increased um, exponentially over the years, and it has changed, and and that's because aircraft have changed over the years. Um, back when I first went to work, uh, you had a lot of piston uh, powered aircraft, a lot of turbine powered aircraft, and then you get the occasional jet type of aircraft in. Um, and now probably about 40 to 45% of our traffic is all jet traffic, um, uh, corporate jets and, and large turboprop aircraft. Um, the smaller single-engine planes, they're still out there flying around, but you just don't see them as much. But, you know, we average on, on, on an average year somewhere around 40,000, 45,000 operations at the airport with people coming and going. And that's just aircraft itself. So. My goodness. 
That's that's an incredible. It's busy. It's that a busy, is a busy it gets, place. It, it's a busy airport. John, are we the largest private aviation? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, we what we used to be. You know, I think we're still there. It's between us and Casper. Um, we used to have the. Um, we always like to brag that we have the largest number of based general aviation aircraft at the state uh, of, of any airport in the state. And we're sitting somewhere around 117 to 120 uh, based aircraft at the state. That includes Bighorn Airways' aircraft and and all the uh, private aircraft that are up there. That's amazing. Now, now, how many terminals are there? We've got one terminal building, yeah, that that uh, that uh, serves the commercial air service, and then Bighorn Airways has um, their facility, which is a general aviation faci- uh, terminal. You can call it a terminal. Now. Um, for those jetliners, they just fly in, kind of find a, a, a spot to stop, and then disembark their, Gen- their passengers. Yeah, yeah on, on the corporate aircraft, they, they, they'll all go to Bighorn Airways. Bighorn Airways services them. Uh, they'll, they'll go ahead and fuel them and move them where they need to. And if they got catering coming up, they take care of the catering for them. Um, and they've got, like I so said, they've got a facility, so they've got a pilot's lounge and, and restroom facility, conference room that uh, these pilots and corporations can utilize and, and uh, use if they need to. That's absolutely. But what is the biggest plane that our airport could handle right now? The biggest plane that, you know, that's really a, that's a tough question. Um, the biggest plane that we have had in there um, was a VC-10. It's not a DC-10, but a VC-10. It uh, was actually when the uh, the uh, Queen of England came in. Um, it's a large aircraft, and and uh, um, but we can you know we can take uh, right now anything up to some of the larger 737s. Uh, we used to get 727s and DC9s in uh, with the VA here. The VA used to fly around a lot of their um, patients uh, around around the country. Um, they don't do that much anymore. We don't see it here anymore. Um, but, um, you know, 737s, um, you know, as far as passenger aircraft, you know, and they're not the biggest ones, you know, but 110, 120. And, and really what it's based on is the weight of the aircraft. So anything, when we're getting up there around a hundred, 110,000 pounds, um, aircraft, it's, we're, we're getting to our max pushing it. And it depends on temperatures, the, the warmer, the temperature, the the that weight needs to go down uh, just because of the length of the runway and and the altitude of the airport the elevation of the airport that's incredible that you have to factor all of that in because you know for the most of us we look at an airplane takeoff and land and we think it's the same everywhere right but it's not it's it's not it's not at all so does the wyoming army national guard or even the air force guard uh, ever utilize our our airport for operations? Can they can they bring in a C one thirty Hercules? Yeah, they can bring the, they can bring the C one thirties in, and we get them in uh, quite often. Um, we'll have one in uh, later this summer. We've got a uh, a group of um, a couple different uh, group of army um, uh, people coming in. Um, they're going to be bringing in some helicopters to do some uh, training here in the mountains. And uh, they're also bringing with them a C-130 this time. Uh, they were in last year and did some training around the area. Um, but they're going to bring in a, an, another group that uh, wants to come in with a 130. But the, the Wyoming National Guard, they come in quite a bit. We get a lot of uh, helicopters, a lot of um, 
we get Blackhawks and, and Hueys and those types of things coming through all the time. So yeah, I've been in a lot of aircraft, and uh, I would have to say, even though I've been in something as large as like the big old C-17s, the C-130 Hercules is probably my favorite military aircraft. She's just a big cargo plane. She's loud. She's obnoxious. She's rough to ride in, and yep. I absolutely adore it. <laughs> it you know, and you, and you mentioned the size of the airplane. The the probably the biggest one we had was a, a C-141. Oh wow! It came in, um, and that was years ago. They flew in um, uh, Vice President Quayle, and and what they did is they brought in his um, vehicles that he was going to use when he was in the area. Holy cow! I would have loved to have seen that. All right, when we return. We're going to continue with the Sheridan County Commission and the Sheridan County Airport. This is Public Pulse at 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Is your home falling down, dilapidated, dingy, or downright disgusting? Are you wanting to sell but know that no realtor in their right mind would even come and take a look at your home? They would drive by and say goodbye, love. Why, oh, renovation is it out? Get a hold of Devin, and he'll come out, take a look, and make you an offer. Quickly, confidentially, and with no judgment. Whyorenovation.com. We buy crappy and make homes happy. Ready for a new career? TrueBuilt Builder, Sheridan's leader in custom post-frame buildings and homes, for over 24 years is expanding their workforce and is currently taking applications for all skill levels. You'll work for a community-oriented building company that's been supporting local sports teams, rodeo, FFA, 4-H, and more. You'll be offered a competitive wage depending on your experience with an opportunity for advancement and training. Contact Jim or Brenda at TrueBuilt Builders, 752-0631, or email... TrueBuiltJobs at BCN.com. Remember that kid in the country song whose dad was a coal miner? Had to haul water and bathe in the creek and sell a hog just to buy shoelaces? Well, if that family had just called 307 Wildcat Well Service, they'd have running water in the hauler. A local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, residential or ranch, new wells or repair service. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service on Facebook. And you too will have cool, clean water. Water, water. Hi, I'm Chad Axman with the Tongue River Valley Community Center. We would like to invite all youth, grades 1 through 12, to participate in our Missoula Children's Theater Camp June 20th through the 25th. Participation is free, and our production this year will be The Jungle Book, with performances on Friday the 24th and Saturday the 25th. For more information, please give us a call at 307-655-9419, trvcc.org, 
or stop by the auditions at 10 a.m. on June 20th at Tongue River High School. On this week's episode of the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, it's championship season. We recap the Women's College World Series, preview the Men's College World Series, as well as the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. We also get into a possible relocation for a major MLB team. I give out suggestions for their new team name, such as the Memphis Barbecue Pulled Pork Sandwiches, and instead of Pine Tar, they use Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce. Those genius ideas and more on this week's episode of the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends over there at Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. And if you are on the go, you can take us with you. Head on over to the Sheridan Media Facebook page, and there you'll find this show streaming live and much, much more. You can see me drop my pen like I just did. Now, this morning, I am with the Sheridan County Commissioner, Tom Ringley, and Sheridan County Airport Manager, John Stopka. Before we go too much farther, we do have a caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on Public Pulse. Yes, thank you very much. I do have a question for Commissioner Ringley, and it's simply this. The commissioners will be considering on Tuesday the 21st coming up a request to vacate a quarter mile of Carbon Hill Road. Now, Carbon Hill Road is a 60-foot-wide county road. It, it, it extends from Section 5 near the airport all the way out to Beckton, eight and a half miles. Anyway, this road was established in 1892. Dickie? Wait, let me move forward. Uh, Let let me just interrupt. Uh, I know that's on the agenda, but because we've had two objections to the the proposal, one of which is from you, we're going to have a hearing on the 28th of July, I mean June, to hear the objectors. So we're not really going to deal with it on this next... uh, meeting agenda may i nevertheless sir with your permission i have a very specific question to ask in regard to this and i i feel it's worthy and i didn't what is it vicky well here's what it is we know that this road is a county road we know it commences it's, it's an easement no it's a county road right yes. but it's never it's not really established Yes, it is. It was established. I, I know, but it, there's not actually a road there. Oh. Well, go ahead well, and, go ahead minute, and ask your question, may Vicki. I, may I ask my... Yeah, we don't need to get into a... Right. What's well, Ask the question. Here is the question. Mr. Cameron Forbes is asking for this, and he's saying, will you vacate a quarter mile of Carbon Hill Road in the interest of public safety due to the fact that he it will be coming forward to put solar panels up there, and he doesn't—he he feels it's in the interest of the public safety to do this on Section 8, 5584. But Mr. Forbes will have to readdress and go through this process once again with the planning office to get the permit to build this commercial solar facility correct, up correct. there. Now, wait. Here is the question: If this is vacated, and What's really been the nut of the issue is, and this is the first time I've heard it as you articulated it, no, 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 this isn't a road. No, no, it's not a road. It, it's just an easement. That could be argued in court. Well, because, Vicki, what is, well, wait, wait, what, what is if, the question? If this vacation is granted, are you, in effect, if, if it is granted, not saying that it would be, but would you be basically um, 
engaging in an, an, an exercise in eminent domain, the taking of property, no. in this case a road. No. And no. why not? No. Why not? We'll go through the process, okay, like we do all road Give vacations. Give me the date again when you're going to read Vicki, we're going to, this is all based on conjecture on your part with the solar thing. It's going to go through the process. We'll deal with the road vacation. And if there is a solar application, then we'll deal with that. And that's all I'm going to tell well, you for right you now. That that's it, all right. Vicki. Thank uh, you. Now, moving on, Mr. Stopka. Can you tell us about the Wings and Wheels event that was held this past Saturday, June 11th, at the airport? You bet. Yeah, I wanted to uh, throw a big thank you out to um, the Sheridan uh, Pilot, Sheridan County Pilots Association. Uh, they hosted it. They put it together. Uh, J.T. Granger was the drive behind it. Um, it it's um, the first Wings and Wheels event that they've tried putting together. Um, here at the airport, um, it was a uh, ticketed event. Um, the proceeds were going or going go towards a scholarship fund, the uh, Fred M. Barton Scholarship Fund, uh, to help um, other people that want to learn how to fly and and become pilots. Um, we ended up with a little over 200 attendees there. Uh, they had two bands, uh, had live music, um, good food, um, a lot of people. Um, we they wanted to get people up to the airport. Um, that one, you know, aviation and airport enthusiasts, aircraft enthusiasts, but also people that aren't and, and have that, that have that interest and, and just kind of bring everybody together. Good social time. Uh, it was it was uh, the weather tried putting a, a damper on it there on Saturday <laughs> evening. Yeah. Um, they had everything set out and the winds kicked up. So um, we did it inside the big Quonset hangar up there. We were able to move a lot of stuff in. Um, you know, they ended up with. 10 or 12 cars, and, and uh, there's probably 30 different types of aircraft out there, some local, some flew in. Uh, there was a, a nice corporate jet that they were allowing people to go in and out of and, and, and tour, and uh, so it was just a good. So I just wanted to, I thought it was great that the uh, Pilots Association put that together and, and uh, something a little bit different that we've done in the past, that they've done in the past, and, and uh, um they, they call it their first annual, so I told them that night that uh, I'm going to hold them to it, that uh, it needs to be an annual event. So. Oh, I think it'd be great to have that up there, um, you know, annually go up and just uh, – because individuals like myself who haven't been to the airport a lot, who haven't been to airports or around, uh, like, civilian-type planes a lot in, in my life would love to go up there yep. and explore a corporate jet, yep. you know, and things like that. Now, how many – Cars and planes were up there. Uh, you know, I just just off the top of my head, I think they had they had probably close to ten to twelve uh, different uh, cars up there. Um, they actually had a couple of big pieces of farm equipment that John Deere brought up. Oh, great! And and uh, and then there was there was probably close to thirty aircraft uh, sitting out on the ramps. So. That's amazing. Now, now, do you have a favorite plane, John? You know, I really don't. You know, if if, if I have to go way way back. You know, I'm going to go way, way back to an F4U Corsair, you know, but we're going back into World War II era. Um, we've got a couple of uh, older planes up at the airport. Uh, we've got an old Stearman up there, um, uh, Cessna 195. Um, I like the old radial engines. I just like the sound of them. Yeah. So. And do you have a favorite car? I don't. You know? I don't. No. 
I do. 1955 Chevy Stepside Street Machine. There we go. Candy apple red with the original oak bed. Ooh, there we go. That's that's a ride. Yeah. <laughs> that's a ride. Tom, you got a favorite plane or a car? Uh, car is 57 Chevy, which I had. Planes, no favorites. No favorites on that one? Now, uh, the Sheridan County Airport will actually be conducting a mass casualty incident exercise on Wednesday, June 23rd. Uh, I've been a part of these in the past. Um, Mr. Stopko, what is the purpose of this exercise? Sure, and I, and I think the 23rd is, is, is that Wednesday or is that Thursday? I could be wrong. I'm not sure which, one, which day it is. Oh, I'd have to double-check that. But it's definitely the 23rd. It is the 23rd. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're required, um, the reason we have to do it, we're required um, by our federal air regulations under Part 139 in order to have our operating certificate um, to um, uh, provide air service, um, commercial air service. Um, one of the exercise or one of the requirements we have to do is every three years we have to have a full-scale mass casualty incident. Um, and what that does is it allows us to exercise um, uh, our capabilities, our, our um, emergency plans, policies, procedures, um, and uh, help us focus a little bit on some of our decision-making, uh, cooperation with our uh, other agencies, uh, mutual aid agencies, um, the fire department, other fire departments in the area, um, uh, law enforcement, uh, ambulance, uh, hospitals, um, all of those types of agencies. Uh, they'll all, all participate uh, in the drill. Um, my operations supervisor, Robert Gill, uh, has been spearheading it. He's been working with Jesse with the uh, emergency management coordinator. Um, and uh, for the last several months, they've been holding meetings on a monthly basis with all the agencies involved. Um, they just did their last tabletop uh, run-through of it last week, um, so they're ready to go with it in uh, um, you know, so it likes it. There's about 11, 12 agencies uh, that will wow. be involved. Um, uh, quite a few um, volunteers, a lot of volunteers, a lot of players. Um, the scenario, uh, it's going to be a CRJ-200, which is the aircraft that services now with SkyWest. Um, it'll be uh, on final approach and ingest a couple geese into the engines and go down. Um, there will be a simulated fire, so my fire crews have to respond. Uh, we we have our own airport uh, rescue firefighting crews at the airport, so um, we are the first responders to any of these types of incidences. So they'll respond. Uh, it is a simulated fire. We were going to have a real fire, um, but um, early on it was pretty dry here. The spring started off pretty dry, yeah. and so we decided we wouldn't do any type of fire situation. we just simulate it, and, and uh, they'll end up being uh, probably 20 to 25 victims. Um, there'll be a bus up there, so they'll have to take people off of a bus uh, uh, and practice that extraction type of stuff. Um, Rocky Mountain will be there to um, triage and, and put everyone in different triage areas. Um, they will transport uh, some of the victims up to the hospital. The hospital has requirements in order to, uh, that they need to receive a number of, of uh, patients you know, for their exercises and their requirements. Um, the coroner's office will be there um, and uh, take care of, of any of the fatalities that they may end up with. Um, but they will have tags on them. I'm not sure if they're going to moulage them or not. They were going to moulage them, and they may, that may change. It depends. And uh, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a big exercise. 
Um, it'll start off about 10:30 in the morning and probably last until about noon, 12:30. Um, the other, uh, if if the public wants to come up and watch, they're welcome to come up and watch. Stand along the fence by the terminal building. It'll be taking place out on uh, uh, what we call our crosswind runway. So the runway closest to the terminal building, uh, it'll be shut down, and it'll be taking place out there. Um, the other thing I'll let everyone know is all these responding agencies are going to be staged up at the airport in the business park. We're not going to run through town with lights and sirens and create a havoc coming through town or any other accidents, that type of stuff. So it's it's we'll stage everybody up there, and then they will just be released at certain amount of time that, we, that they, they have determined that they would normally be able to get to the scene on time. So. Wow, huge operation it going is. on up yep. there. Yep. How long does it take? to really organize something like this. How long have you been working on it? Uh, they've been working on it. They started working on it, I believe, last November, December. So it takes it takes several months to go through it and, and to go through each agency, what the agencies need and, and for their individual requirements so that we can not just take care of what the airport needs, but we want to make sure that um, the city fire or Goose Valley, uh, Rocky, the ambulances, um, uh, PD, Sheriff's Office, they've all got requirements and have to participate in, in some of these drills and, and exercises every so often. So um, it's a chance to bring everybody together and, uh, um, and, and see how it goes and, and uh, mesh our plans together. And, and the, the biggest downfall that you normally see out of each one of these exercises is communications. Oh, and, yeah. and that's 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 the nice thing about this is they'll uh, it'll be critiqued. Um, there will be um, uh, people that are critiquing each one of the agencies as the exercise goes along, and then they'll get together uh, about a week down the road and, and they'll meet again and go through everything and see what needs to be changed. Yeah, or or adjust it and then give an initial report. Absolutely. Do you receive that report? We do, yeah. We have to have it for the FAA, so we'll get we'll get all that information. Um, the FAA will receive a copy, and uh, um, like I said, Robert has has put everything together. Um, uh, they will have. Uh, he's just done a great job, and 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 I'll have a full report on everything. So that'll be fantastic to hear. <coughs> Tom, twenty third is a Thursday, by the way. Oh, it is a Thursday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was probably my mistake. I no, think I okay. probably put Wednesday down when I gave you the the talking point. <laughs> it's and no then worries. I determined this morning that no, wait, I think that's a Thursday. <laughs> it's no worries. Now uh, you said how many different organizations? Eleven. Eleven plus uh, at least eleven that that, that wow. are going to be uh, responding to it. Uh, and everyone being evaluated for yep. their part. Everyone will be evi- yeah. Everyone's got evaluators, and so they'll all be evaluated, and and uh, we'll go from there. Now you said this happens every three years. Every three years, yeah. This is the first one we've had in several years, and that's because, <clears throat> excuse me, when uh, before Sky West Airlines was flying in with the CJ uh, CJR two CRJs two two hundreds. Um, we were a different classification of airport. We were a Class Two airport because the aircraft that Denver Air Connection and others were flying were a little bit smaller. Um, once we went to the CRJ 200, we moved up to a Class One airport, and so we started having to do the the drill every three years. Um, we did before FAA regulations changed back in the late 80s. Didn't have to do it for a while, and they keep the FAA keeps. Changing regulations back and forth, so <laughs> that so, that guy writing policy needs something to do, John. It does. He does. 
I got to take a quick commercial break, but before I go, I got one more question. Regarding bird control out at the airport, uh, just kind of popped into my head. How do we do that? Do we make sure that these geese and some ducks don't get around there? We do. That's one of our jobs. Um, I have um, a uh, federal permits um, for migratory birds. I have state permits for uh, mammals, deer, elk, bear, whatever else. Um, on an annual basis, and and we can we can take so many of them, lethally take so many of them. We can harass certain, uh, and we can harass them, um, but it's all done through federal permitting. Uh, we've got a wildlife plan that we follow and uh, report on on an annual basis to both um, uh, the uh, federal fish and wildlife and to um, the state uh, game and fish department. So that's one of the jobs that we do is wildlife um, every day. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, living where we live, uh, we enjoy our wildlife, but every once in a while, they can uh, wander into where they're not supposed to be. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan County Commission and the Sheridan County Airport. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Parker Mellinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all your financial basis and making informed decisions. Contact us today at Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. It's time to get on the road and enjoy some beautiful Wyoming landscape. But are your tires in good shape? Hi, this is Chris Hayden with Hammer Chevrolet. If you need new tires, come in and see us. We carry brand name tires like BF Goodrich, Bridgestone, Continental, Dunlop, Firestone, Goodyear, Hankook, Michelin, Pirelli, Uniroyal, and more. Provide us with a better price at the time of purchase and we'll match it. Find a better price within 30 days of the purchase and we'll refund the difference. You don't need to wait for a tire sale with our price match guarantee. Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger. Hi, this is Colton Bates with The Best Team, bringing you this week's best tip. If you're selling now, you want the highest value, which requires both timing and timeliness. Identifying the right time to sell is crucial to bringing as many buyers to the table as possible. The beautiful town of Sheridan is green, and buyers love to look, so there's no time like the present. Next, there's timeliness. The quicker you can respond to those buyers and allow them opportunities to visit your home, the more offers you potentially leave on the table. So let a best agent maximize your time. Call me, Colton, at 675-BEST or visit bestwy.net today. 
Hi, this is Dan Marshall with Captain Clean, and I'm proud to be a part of Wyoming's premier cleaning company. Whether we are extracting flood water from your home, cleaning a valued oriental rug, or helping you breathe healthier by air washing your ductwork, we are committed to ensuring our service is the best and our prices fit your budget. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726, or stop by any time and tour our rug cleaning facility located in the heart of downtown Sheridan. We clean more for you. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends over there at Elias and Financial. This morning, I'm joined in the studio by Sheridan County Commissioner Tom Ringley and Sheridan County Airport Manager John Stavka. Gentlemen, if you would do me the favor of throwing your headphones on, we do have an individual who's got a question that called in. And now, uh, all right, go ahead. You're on Public Pulse. Hey, hello, this is Brian Miller. How are you doing today? We're doing good. Hey, um- Good, good. I had a question um, about uh, – you had a previous caller there that talked about vacating a portion of Carbon Hill Road, right. and it's it's a, a case that I'm familiar with, um, and it's really not been a, a major you know concern of mine uh, to even uh, think too much about this until I heard um, the, the little smackdown there of the, the previous caller. And the reason that, that it's a concern of mine and, – and here's my question will come at the uh, end of these three notes here – is that it was stated that it's not a published highway, or, or it's not a public highway, um, and that's that's not true. It's no, not just no. What what I was no. what I was trying to get across was that it is a county road, but it's not physically a road. And if you go up there and look at it, like I have, it's hard to tell where the road used to be. So it is officially a county road. It is an easement through there for a county road. And I've I've used that road back when when you know just years ago when I was a kid working for um, the Forbes actually right um, to to get to the different places on the ranch and it is an unapproved highway according to the records right uh, uh, conjecture about it not being there being a solar farm I found that interesting too that you that that was stated because it's in the petition that that's the case it's a uh, LLC out of Utah and then the date of the hearing. Um, I had initially been told that it was going to be the 21st. Now it's the 28th. No, wait, there, wait, the wait. With it, look, <clears throat> we were going to consider the vacation on the 21st, okay? And because we've had two objections, the rules are that we now have to have a separate meeting to hear those objections, and that's been scheduled for the 28th. Of this month of June? Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. Great. That's all I wanted to know. And that, the only other question I have is um, – before that this is considered, has anyone um, at the airport, and this is for Mr. Stopka, have you considered having an SGAT study, a, a solar glare hazard assessment study done that's required by the FAA to put uh, wind uh, you know, around? Because it would make sense to know if, if that's the reason for it, if you're going to even consider vacating a road for a project like that, it ought to be approved. And from where I sit, and I do this for a living, um, I do energy siting. Um, it's it's awful darn close uh, to the entry points on on runways there, and uh, solar glare could be a major issue. I'm just wondering if that's been done. It, you know, on the on the um, uh, application that uh, the that was turned down uh, last year, a couple of years ago, they did do a study, um, and uh, any new applications are going to have to do another study and uh, to make sure that uh, any of the approaches are not affected by any solar glare. 
Okay, I, I understand it. Last time it was about three miles away from the runways. Now it's about a mile. Right. Um, then my my question is, aren't we a little bit premature trying to do all this work before a study like that has been done? Uh, we're not doing any work. The only thing we're dealing with now is the road vacation request. We have not received a solar panel, a solar energy application as of yet. Understood, but it's in the petition that that's what it's for. Okay, so what, and you, what I'm saying is we should be looking ahead, not, not you know, trying to catch up afterwards and trying to, trying to fix something after the fact. That's why it costs the public a lot more money. Not, over we're not fixing anything after the fact. Okay. When we get the application, we will deal with it just like we did the other application. Good. The public hearing, the whole works. Okay. Great. Well, I'd look forward to it. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to being there on the 28th. Great. All right. Now, Mr. Stopka, there has been a lot of construction at the airport over the last few years, and even more is about to take place. What's going on up there? Yeah, Floyd, um, you know, the, the we got a terminal building project that uh, will probably be kicking off here first part of July, first, second week of July. Um, we're going it, to, it's what we called, it's our second, second phase of the addition to the uh, terminal building. It is on the baggage side of the building. Um, so it'll be on the west, on the south side of the building. A couple years ago, we, we put in a new hold room, secure hold room, uh, screening checkpoint for passengers. This is going to take care of the uh, incoming outgoing baggage. Um, and uh, we opened bids up uh, earlier this month on it. Um, got good bids, um, and so we're going to move forward with the project. I take it to the county commissioners next Tuesday to award the project, <clears throat> excuse me, to Dick Anderson Construction. Um, and Morrison Merrily is my uh, engineering firm with the airport. QC10 Architects are the architect, uh, uh, architectural firm that's on this project. Um, we're going to be adding about 3,700 square feet to, the, to that end of the building and then remodeling another about 4,300 square feet in the building. Um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to create some inconvenience for the flying public. We're, we're still going to have all of our flights. We're still going to be open. Uh, the, 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 the front part of the building will be shut down. And so, um, uh, we've got, and, and I will get a, a PDF, a drawing, an exhibit sent up to you that you can oh, put online. Uh, it'll show where our new or the uh, temporary pickup drop off, uh, for passengers, is going to be located because um, the loop that goes around in front of the terminal building will be completely closed. Uh, the two front doors that people are used to going in and out of, they will be closed down. We've got a, nor a door on the north end of the building that people will use to go in and out with. Um, so there's going to be a lot of activity in there. It's going to be a little bit crowded at times, um, but we're excited to get this going and, and uh, get this project uh, started and completed. It won't be completed until about February, March of 23, a big project. Um, part of it is TSA will be upgrading some of their equipment. Um, they will be bringing in a what we call CT-80. It's an X-ray machine for luggage um, so that they won't have to open up your bags anymore and, and hand, uh, hand search any of your, your belongings in your luggage. It will all go through a large um, machine. Um, it'll be set uh, behind uh, into another room. You won't see it, and and uh, so we're excited to do that. But uh, like I said, there's going to be some inconvenience. Uh, that front part of the building will be shut down, and 
we'll get the word out and and uh, um, look forward to getting the project going. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we are a normal airport because normal airports always have construction. <laughs> that's, that's something that's I've right. noticed myself. <laughs> yeah, right. we do. Yeah, every time I go down to DIA, they've got <clears throat> something covered. A, this is going to be a big, you know, when yep. it's all done, it's, the, the whole terminal is going to be a first-class operation. Yep. That's fantastic. Now, you said that this will slow things down a little bit. Should folks arrive at the airport earlier than usual? Uh, you know, right now they need to be there about an hour before check-in time. Um, I don't think they need to be there any earlier. Um, everything should the, – the ticket counter for the airlines is going to remain where it's at um, through this whole process. It will be moved it, when the project is over with, but we're going to work around that so we don't have to re- try and relocate them during the project. Rental car counters are going to be relocated during this project. Um, and, and because of everything shutting down part of that terminal building, uh, I am taking some of the chairs that are in the actual waiting area, pre-screening area, uh, out. So there's not going to be a lot of places for people just to, to sit and wait for, for TSA to open up the screening. So I, I, I still think that hour beforehand gives you plenty of time to um, uh, get in, get get your luggage checked in, and then get into the screening area. Once you're into the screening area, there's you won't be you're out of sight, out of mind, and, and nothing going on in that area. So. Okay. Now, what other projects are slated uh, for this summer? Uh, we've got some uh, uh, some uh, navigational aids uh, out on the uh, airfield, um, what we call pappies and reels. Uh, they're precision approach path indicators and runway end identifier lights. Uh, they're all about, and, and if you drive up there, you can see things flashing and stuff. Um, they're all about 25, 26 years old. Um, getting hard to find parts, so we're going yeah. to uh, um, replace all those with new LED fixtures. Um, and and uh, uh, we've got a parking lot uh, planned. Uh, we just built the parking lot. It'll be coming in the uh, early next year uh, up there. So um, a, l- a lot of different things coming, a lot of projects over the next five to f- five years. The airport just continues to grow. It does. It will. And that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Uh, Mr. Sopka, I want to thank you for coming in. It was a pleasure meeting you face-to-face. And uh, Commissioner Ringley, always a pleasure having you on here, sir. I greatly appreciate it. Nice to be John's wingman. (laughs) Wingman for the day, right? (laughs) All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply Department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. I'm talking with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. 
Tommy, hi. Did you know that Honda has the best gas mileage of any national brand? Oh, that's huge these days. It definitely is, and it's no secret that new cars are hard to find. So Honda's offering more peace of mind when buying used. The Honda Certified Warranty comes with extended powertrain coverage, a free oil change, and 90 days of Sirius XM Radio. Well, discover the best way to buy used at Sheridan Honda. Stop in today. Is it time for a career change? McDonald's restaurants in Sheridan and Buffalo are currently looking to fill shift management positions that pay up to $18 per hour, and you can work today and get paid tomorrow. Improve your life with a new career. Benefits include IRA contributions, health insurance, paid vacations, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and up to $18 per hour. Apply today in person for a shift management career at McDonald's in Sheridan in Buffalo. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. With summer kicking into full swing, the Sheridan Troopers look to continue defending their home turf and have their next home games this Saturday, June 18th. Come out to Thorn Rider Stadium as the Troopers take on Cody. The doubleheader starts at 1 with the second game around 3.30. If you can't make it out to the field, you can watch the live video web stream on SheridanMedia.com or listen to the games on air on 1410, 106.9 FM, KWYO. Trooper Baseball is being presented in part by McDonald's, Blodorn Lumber, and Kilpatrick Creations. This is Eric Jacobson, partner at Eliason Financial. I think we can all agree that living and working in Sheridan, Wyoming is an absolute privilege. At Eliason Financial, we support our community through volunteerism, philanthropy, and making a positive economic impact. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, News Talk 930. K-R-O-B. 